Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christian author and speaker, Troy Black. We're praying that as you listen, God will reveal his love, grace, and truth to you in a deeper way. After listening, don't forget to connect with Troy on YouTube and Facebook. May this message from Troy inspire you in your walk with Christ. Here are five common questions about prophecy. The first question I'm asking today is, what is prophecy? Now the word prophecy is going to raise a lot of different ideas in different people's minds, but what I'm specifically talking about today is Biblical New Testament prophecy. And if we define it in simple words, prophecy is simply hearing a message from God and delivering that message to someone else. And this is different than just reading the Bible and then telling others what it says, because that would better be defined as teaching. But what prophecy is, is it is hearing a specific right now word from God. And you might ask, well, how does God speak to people? Is it an audible voice that we're hearing? And my answer is, I'm not discounting that at all because God can speak to us however he wants. But to be honest, I've never heard his audible voice. Instead, I believe that prophecy most of the time occurs when the Holy Spirit speaks to our hearts and gives us a message for someone else. So I want to share with you the very first time this happened to me, and it was shortly after I was filled with the Holy Spirit in college. So I went to this Christian retreat center, and we were having this worship service, and I was worshiping the Lord, and I remember looking over, and I saw this guy standing there, and he was just worshiping the Lord, uh, and, and he had his eyes closed and his hands raised, and he was, he was giving it all he, got, he had, you know, and, and I could tell that there was something that God wanted me to say to him, and, and so I got this feeling really strong, and I walked over there, and I was like, okay, God, if If you want me to say something, I'm going to say it. And the Lord gave me this this very simple word for him. So I just tapped him on the shoulder and I said, Hey man, I don't do this. I've never done this before, but I feel like God wants me to tell you something. And he's like, okay. You know, and and we're, we're literally on the front row in this worship service. And so I'm having to talk kind of loud into his ear for him to hear. And I, and I say, it's simply this, that God hears you. And that was it. And as soon as I said it, he began to cry. And I remember he put his hand on his heart and he said, thank you. And, and in that moment, I knew that God had used me to say something he wanted to communicate to someone. And I didn't know necessarily how that message applied to him. Uh, but a couple days later, I asked one of my friends when we saw that same guy walking by, and I said, do you know anything about that guy? What, like, what's his name? What's his story? And the, these are the first things my friend said. He, he told me his name, and then he said, his mom is dying of cancer. And when he said that, I realized that must have been what he was praying about that night. And God used me to, to encourage him. So the second common question about prophecy that I want to answer today is, what is the purpose of prophecy? What is it for? 1 Corinthians 14.3 says, But one who prophesies speaks to men for edification and exhortation and consolation. One who speaks in a tongue edifies himself, but one who prophesies edifies the church. So these three words, edification, exhortation, and consolation, mean to strengthen, to encourage, and to comfort. So this is the major purpose of prophecy in the New Testament. And when you look at the Old Testament versus the New Testament, there's an Old Covenant and a New Covenant in the Bible. And prophecy follows the nature of the covenant. So the Old Covenant was a works-based covenant that was fulfilled through faith. The New Covenant is a grace-based covenant, but it is also fulfilled through faith. Under the Old Covenant, the prophets were literally the mouthpiece of God. They were a source of God's truth to God's people. 
But under the new covenant, every single believer gets to have a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And so prophecy is instead a confirmation of His truth. And as prophecy confirms God's truth to us, it strengthens us, it encourages us, and it comforts us. Now, prophecy can be convicting as well, but it's never going to be used when it's used correctly for condemnation. Let me show you a verse that shows this. 1 Corinthians 14, 24 says, But if all prophesy, and an unbeliever or an ungifted man enters, he is convicted by all. He is called to account by all. And so the picture that is created here is not this judgmental calling out of someone's sins. Instead, it is this urging. And, and that is actually another meaning for that word exhortation, to urge someone along toward the truth in a loving way. So two practical reasons why prophecy is critical to believers is, number one, everybody needs encouragement at times. Prophecy is a way that God encourages His children personally. And number two is that when we're praying for a specific uh, answer to a question or we're praying for direction in our lives, a lot of times we are biased toward an answer. Like a lot of times I'm praying, God, do you want me to go this way or that way? And I already know in my mind which way I really want to go. But when we hear a prophetic word through another believer from God, then it confirms to us which direction God is actually wanting us to go. So here's a specific example of that. I remember my senior year in college, I was actually attending a Franklin Graham service. And I was sitting at, at the very top, you know, the, the whole stadium was packed. I'm sitting at the very back row. And during the service, I look over and I see this guy that I had seen at school before, but I didn't really know him very well or anything. Um, I did know his name though. And so I'm sitting there, I look over at him and then, and, and then in my spirit, I can hear the Holy Spirit saying, I want you to say something to this guy. And so as soon as the service is over, everyone's walking away and he's just sitting there. And so I get up and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to go over there. I walk over there. I say, hey, and, you know, and I remembered his name, so I made sure to like say, hey, you know, I know who you are. But, but I said, I don't do this very often because I didn't you know, at the time. And, and, and I said, hey, I feel like the Holy Spirit has something for me to say to you. And it was simply this. It, it was that if you go, I'm going to be with you. And I had no idea what that meant because I didn't know this guy very well. You know, but, I, but I knew God was telling him it was okay to go. And I'm like, I don't know where he's going. I don't know what he's doing, you know, but God says it's okay. And so he, he said, thank you. And that was it. And, and I remember months, it was like months after that, I, the, suddenly the, the thought came to my mind, I wonder if anything ever came of that. You know, I, I mean, I wonder if that was, uh, if, if there's any way to confirm whether or not God was actually speaking to me that day or not. And so what I did was I knew the guy's name. So I got on Facebook and, you know, don't judge me. I did a little Facebook stalking, right? So I got on Facebook and I, and I found some other friends that I knew knew him and I found him on Facebook through the friends and I scrolled back through the timeline and I found uh, that exact month when I said that to him. And that same exact month, he made the decision and there were some posts where I could see he was trying to decide what to do next in his life. He made the decision to move to England to get married to this girl that he was dating. And if you know anything about relationships, I think it's one of the biggest areas in our lives where we can be biased to a specific answer. But, but if we're wanting to know what God really says about that, then, then we're going to lay, lay our bias. We're going to lay a, what we want down. And I know that that's what he was trying to do, but he wasn't sure. And God used me that day to say, God's going to be with you if you go. This is Troy Black. I pray the Lord is speaking to you through this podcast. 
We'll get back to the message in a second, but I want to take a minute to tell you about how you can support this ministry. I'm able to create videos, books, podcasts, and other materials because of faithful supporters who value my content and who want to help me share the gospel with as many people as possible. All I ask is that you would pray about becoming a part of the work we're doing. Learn more by going to TroyBlackVideos.com. I hope you're blessed as you continue listening. The third question is, how should I react to prophecy? So if you receive a prophetic word from someone, I want to give you two ways that you should react. Number one is by testing every word that you hear. 1 John 4.1 says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. So when someone gives you a prophetic message from God, pray, ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom, read the Bible, and see, does this actually line up with God's Word? Does it really line up with His truth or not? And if it doesn't, throw it away, get rid of it. And keep in mind that all prophecy should ultimately point to Jesus Christ. Let's look at Revelation 19.10. It says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And then another verse that talks about this is 1 John 4.2. And it says, by this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. So if either someone in your life or someone online or on TV or someone that you hear is speaking prophecies, but they either don't line up with the Word of God or they point people away from Jesus Christ, or maybe they're speaking prophecies about the future that never come true, then you can look at those and you can test the spirits and you can say, I don't think this person is really hearing from God. And the second way we need to react to prophecy is by asking the Holy Spirit to explain it to us. We need to keep in mind that prophecy, it's, it's not like the written Word of God, in that you can read the written Word of God, the Holy Spirit can, you know, can, can cause the words of God to jump off the page at you and He can speak truth into your life, but, there's, but also the whole written Word of God is true and, and it is the truth of God. But here's the thing about prophecy. Prophecy comes through uh, and is translated by and interpreted by the mind of the, the prophet, the person who's speaking. So sometimes, and, and when we hear it, it's also translated and interpreted by our minds. And so sometimes, because it's going through uh, one person to another from God, it doesn't get off. You know, the Holy Spirit is perfect, but we are not perfect. But sometimes we can get the meaning off. And so we need to take it, take that word to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, first off, is this from you? Is this something that I should be listening to or not? And then second off, what does it mean? How should I actually apply this to my life? And here's a good example of that. You know, this is just a silly example, but if I got a prophecy from someone that's, and they said, you know, God is about to bring increase into your life. And, and I'm thinking, oh, wait, yay, this is like, specifically applying to my bank account, right? But then maybe uh, because of maybe what I wanted it to mean, I, I went that direction with it. But here's the thing, God could have meant anything with, with that uh, general word like that. He could have meant, I'm about to increase your ability to persevere through trials, you know? And I'm thinking, all right, it's, it's all about money and it's not. And here's the thing, we really have to take it to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, what are you specifically saying to me? And if we do that, He's gonna lead us into the truth. So John 14, 26 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said to you. So that's Jesus confirming that the Holy Spirit is there to be our teacher. The fourth question I want to answer today is, can I prophesy? I mean, you can read about prophecy in the Bible. You can see other people today that are prophesying. But is this something that as a believer I can do? 
Let's look at another verse, and it is 1 Corinthians 14.1. This is Paul writing, and he says, Pursue love, yet desire earnestly spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. And another verse is 1 Corinthians 14.31, and it says, For you can all prophesy one by one, so that all may learn and all may be exhorted. I think it's pretty clear here that Paul is saying that every person who has been saved and is filled with the Holy Spirit can prophesy. And in fact, we should want this desire to prophesy. And, and this is my personal opinion, but the reason I believe that we should want it so, so much is that when you're prophesying, you are hearing specifically from the Holy Spirit. I think I can be pretty confident in saying that most Christians are going to want to have a closer relationship and a closer walk with God. And that is part of the point of prophecy. So all believers who are hearing from the Holy Spirit can prophesy, but the Bible also talks about the a gift of prophecy, which I'm not really going to get into here, but just realize that, that even if you don't necessarily have that specific spiritual gift, God can still use you in that way. So if, if you're asking, okay, practically though, how, how would I go about this? Here's, here's three things that I would suggest, three ways to get started. Number one, be humble. Number two, ask God to fill you with the Holy Spirit. And, and Jesus even talks about this and he, and he tells us we should be asking for the Holy Spirit. And then number three is just to wait upon the Lord and to listen to Him. So if you're wondering, well, how do I hear from God? I've actually written a blog post and it's called How to Hear the Voice of God. It's on TroyBlackVideos.com. If you haven't read it yet, it's long, but it's worth reading. Go check it out. So question number five is, is prophecy meant for today? Based on the rest of this video, you know what I believe about it, but I, what I wanna do here is strictly rely on scripture to answer this question. So let's look at 1 Corinthians 14.5. It says, now I wish that you all spoke in tongues, but even more that you would prophesy. 1 Thessalonians 5, 19 through 21 says, do not quench the spirit, do not despise prophetic utterances, but examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. Acts 2, 17 through 18 says, And it shall be in the last days, God says, that I will pour forth of my spirit on all mankind, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. Even on my bond slaves, both men and women, I will in those days pour forth of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. So if you're listening to this today and you're in the camp that believes that maybe the spiritual gifts aren't meant for today, or maybe you're on the fence about it, here's my encouragement to you. I'm not trying to be judgmental. I'm not trying to be controversial by making this video, but my encouragement is don't just listen to me. Don't just listen to other influencers, you know, that talk about this. Go to God's word. Go to go directly to him and say, God, Show me in your, in your word what your truth is, and Holy Spirit, help me to understand this. Help me to be, to be led by you and to know the truth. You can connect with Troy Black on YouTube or Facebook. For more content from Troy Black, or to find out how you can support this ministry, visit TroyBlackVideos.com.